the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you from, once again, outside the regular studio. So we are working through our technological difficulties here, but we might actually have them fairly done. I really figured out since this is about the eighth week we've had to do this in a row. Anyway, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcasts at firinglineradio.com, firinglineradio.com. Joining me today, I have two very special guests, two guys who are working tirelessly for your rights. They are standing up and doing the great things that they need to do. I have Mike Schwartz and I have Lauren Campbell. Both of these gentlemen are from Gun Owners of California, but different areas. Uh, Lauren is San Bernardino County gun owners, Riverside County gun owners, and Michael Schwartz is running the whole thing and pretty much in the San Diego area. Michael, is that about right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. I mean, I, I run San Diego County gun owners, and then I, I assist, yeah, assist in uh, some of the other counties, exactly. But yeah, He's always, always traveling, always moving. His volunteer position is a full-time job. These guys are actually out there fighting for your rights, all the time. I mean, if you looked at their schedule, you'd be ashamed of yourself. I know I am. Um, they, they're, I think they had a meeting Thursday night or was it Wednesday night? You guys did a meeting Wednesday night. You have something else going on this Saturday. I mean, you're always busy, always teaching and learning and fighting for our rights. So folks, let's talk about this. We're in the, uh, we're in this ridiculous phase called COVID-19. Um, the, the surrender monkeys couldn't be happier with the way that this thing's panning out I and mean, people are wearing masks and I think it's actually turned into a feed bag at this point. Um, they're just, the masks are just there to hold a handful of Cheetos while they're munching going through the store because they really serve no other purpose. Uh, it, it's compliance signaling 101. It's showing that, hey, we're going to do whatever they say, regardless of facts, regardless of the science they tend to report. Um, in case it saves one life, I'm going to wear a mask forever. Uh, this is ridiculousness, and not only that, but the overreach of our governors, especially this stinker we have in Excremento, this overreach for our governors to do things like you can't meet, you can't have church services. This is a direct impingement on our constitutional rights. Matter of fact, let me switch over here to Lauren. Lauren, you had a couple of points you were making about a First Amendment violations by these governors. Yeah, they've used the COVID crisis to basically wipe out the First Amendment. Well, virtually all the amendments, uh, they've all been weakened. Of course, we're focused on the Second Amendment. Um, and there's clear violations of the Second Amendment. It basically says they shall not infringe, and 
They've taken the liberties of closing gun stores, closing ranges in California, uh, done all kinds of things with the Second Amendment. Um, fortunately, some of those uh, restrictions were lifted a little bit and gave some discretion to the county sheriffs and the poor San Diego, uh, Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside are blessed with having favorable sheriffs that value Second Amendment rights. And they have seen that it was um, in the privileged uh, interest of public safety to keep those facilities open. Who's um, the current sheriff in San Diego? Well, it's Sheriff Gore. And we, we I got to be honest with you, we, it was a... He's he's done a lot of good things in the last few years, um, which is contrary or contradictory to his Black previous experience. We've really had to fight, and the NRA had to sue, and unfortunately, the NRA lost in court. And um, but we did get him to. Uh, I you know there was a discussion on shutting down the the, the ranges, and we immediately uh, jumped on that and worked with him and his staff and, uh, they decided, no, they're not going to do, they weren't going to do that. This is prior to the governor coming out and saying, Hey, it's up to each sheriff. And it's prior to the Trump administration coming out and saying, yes, they're essential, but it's very reasonable to, to think that yes, they would have been shut down, uh, for at least a, uh, a short time, if not, uh, very similar to LA. Had, had we not gotten involved, and I'm, I'm very proud of, of the communication and the relationship we have with the sheriff's department, and and uh, you know they did the right thing. That's news because he tends to be a, uh, a stick in the eye of the Second Amendment. I I, I will, glad, you're, glad you're working around on but yeah. <laughs> we we he, they're issuing. We're real happy with with what they're doing. We're real happy with the communication and relationship we have. You know, that's, and that's good. That's. News. That's the, that's yeah. It's, um, we're real proud of our accomplishments there. Except for stepping on you there, Lauren. Will you go ahead? That's okay. You know, and, and you know the the First Amendment uh, can't survive without the Second Amendment. The First Amendment, um, the things they've done with the re- freedom of religion to practice your religion, especially when people really need those services. It's it's been huge. Um, the ability to, to assemble. You know, basically, they were told, don't assemble because you got to stay at home. You know, that's a clear violation. And it just goes on and on and on. The Fourth Amendment to be secure against. Let's talk, let's talk about the First Amendment again, because sure. this Sunday, um, a lot of the Christian churches in California, I think 1,200 of them have signed on that they are going to actually just do services. And they've been pushing this. I know Jack Hibbs was one of the guys out of Chino, a great, great pastor out of there. And a lot of other churches were like, OK, we're we're just going to open. You know, we're. We have to we have to do what we have to do, and we're going to open our doors. And then they kind of pressured Gavin Newsom into saying, "Oh yeah, well you guys can open now." First he was absolutely not. No, 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 no. And they said, "Well, we're going to do it." And he's like, "Well, I can't arrest 1,200 pastors. That's bad optics." So uh, yeah, you can do it as long as you're 15 feet apart. Everybody wears a mask. You know, it, <laughs> these ridiculous lines. He has no right. There is no right in there for him to say that. If somebody wants to, you know, this is the part about being free is we have to have responsibility for our decisions. And if we've got the nanny state of Gavin Newsom up there in Excremento telling us what we have to do with, with no basis and no correct information, but just what he's afraid of working off of his fear schedule 
And we all have to submit to that. And then if we actually do submit to it, it drives me up the wall. We're, we're turning in our rights that are God-given that we have because we are blessed to live in this country and that we have a, a country that recognizes that these are God-given rights and they shouldn't be shouldn't be infringed. We're turning them over. We're surrender monkeying. We're just rolling over like a dog and and uh, curling its tail underneath. This is ridiculous. I am so sick of it. I was, I was at a story of the day. Two guys are complaining as they're standing there in line that one guy's not six foot away. And he goes, oh, I'm just stupid. I hate this. And I'm like, well, why are you wearing a mask? And he turns around and looks at me. It's like, I'm not wearing one. I'm like, don't, don't complain about it if you're complicit. Either you do something about it or go away. You know, it, it drives me up the wall. So, yeah, the First Amendment is under attack dramatically from this is instance and any time this government gets overreach and puts that that power in their pocket you're not getting it back so what are the other amendments that uh this wonderful governor of yours has uh, affected us with Lauren? well the fifth the fifth amendment gives us uh deprives us of our liberty to exercise our businesses they've taken away our right to earn a living and told us you will rely on the government for all of your existence and that's explicitly prohibited from the by the Fifth Amendment. You know, it just it just goes on and on and on. The Fourteenth Amendment um, that basically says that no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, property, without due process of law. They've just said, because King Newsom says it. Now, why did we suddenly cave because of a, okay, look, COVID-19, it's a really bad flu. I, I saw this one meme, it was wonderful. It said, you know, give me liberty or give me a 0.02% chance of death. Um, this is not the worst thing that's in the world. This is not... This is not the Black Plague, right? This is a really bad flu season. And I'm sorry that people have died. And then maybe if Mario Cuomo didn't put all the infected people in the nursing homes, they wouldn't have such a big death toll. But that being said, this is not the worst thing. This is a normal, bad flu season. And, you know, it's 100 degrees out here today, and there's no influenza living in 100-degree weather. So the fact that we're still rolling over on this is pathetic. You need to just stand up and say, no, we're not. Some, somebody says, you have to wear a mask, come in my store. I'm not coming in your store. You need my money more than I need your product. It just drives me up the wall. We have to stand up and say, no, we're not doing this anymore. Folks, this is Philip Naiman. I'm joining here with uh, Michael Schwartz and Lauren Campbell, Gun Owners of California. These guys are awesome. They're working for your rights. You're going to find out more about how to get involved and what they're doing to protect your rights and how you can protect them yourselves. FiringLineRadio.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. You know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, your rights, all the things afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, one of our faithful companions in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. 
And if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. I'm talking to all of you brand new gun owners who have bought something in the last couple of months. You really need to focus on this. One that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. By the way, welcome to the Second Amendment Club, all of you new gun owners. So for more information about the certified firearm courses called Bullseye Sports in Riverside, 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Get a schedule of their classes at bullseyesport.com, bullseyesport.com. Hey, folks, joining me back here, I have, you know, one of my favorite radio guys there at my taxes. He's just got to go. I wish I could introduce you guys as well as he would. So just, just know that as I'm introducing you, it's my intention to actually be professional like Eric Metaxas, but I'm sorry you're on my show and this is just the way it is. So join me on my show. I have Michael Schwartz, Lauren Campbell, uh, the California Gun Owners Groups, RiversideCountyGunOwners.com, and San Bernardino County, SBGunOwners.org sbgunowners.org. Those are our two counties out here. We need to get involved and see what's going on with these guys. Michael, I'm going to cut to you because you've got some information from Excremento up there. And um, they have a new series of horrific bills to impinge our rights and drive us crazy. Why don't you start off with the first one here? Sure. Yeah, it's not quite gunmageddon, but there are four uh, particularly bad bills. Um why don't I just touch on each of them and then let's go back and, and talk about all four. If, if that, okay. Um, AB 2847, 2847 um, actually will alter the handgun roster, the safe handgun roster. Um, and we'll talk not about in the way we were hoping, not in the way we were hoping, um, but it's kind of an, it, it, we'll, we'll talk about it. AB 2362 um, is actually uh, levies fines on FFLs for, a certain violations. Um, AB 2532 uh, expands gun violence restraining orders, which are horribly unconstitutional and being horribly abused. And then SB 914 um, would uh, uh, is more limitations on on hunting rifles, which is uh, uh, it's a result of that really horrific shooting in in Poway at the synagogue. But let's talk in depth about AB 2847. This is from our uh, our best friend there, Assemblymember uh, Chu out of San, San Francisco. Um, so it's kind of interesting. So as you know, right now, to, to sell a pistol in California, uh, it has to go through a series of safety tests, quote unquote. I don't know if you can see my, my air quotes, the safety test. But one of the requirements that's relatively new is that it has to have... Let me, let me jump in here. Sure. So for pistols, I mean, the only new things they've been adding have been revolvers. This is for semi-autos, for revolvers, for all pistols, bolt action, Thompson Center style. You know, is it for all pistols or... The, the, so the, 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 there's, there's, there's a safety test for, for handguns in general, but the uh, micro-stamping... Uh, is just for semi-autos. It's just for, uh, uh, you know, your Glocks and your XDs and that sort of thing. So this is why we haven't seen any new semi-autos in about seven years. Exactly. And and the requirement is that the firing pin has to stamp a serial number onto the casing before it's ejected from the chamber. Um, unfortunately, which sounds great. That sounds, hey, that's wonderful. Why don't they just do that? You know, gun manufacturers have complied with everything else. Why don't they just comply with this? 
The problem is that technology doesn't exist. They are technologically unable to do that. It's turned into a de facto ban. So uh, Assemblymember True came out and said, hey, look, if we want them to comply, let's make it easier to do the micro stamping, which again, okay, well, that, that sounds okay. That sounds good, but it's still impossible to do. E- even easier micro stamping is still technologically impossible. And then as a part of that bill that he didn't advertise as, uh, um, as, as much is if somebody is able to uh, do the technology of the micro stamping and, and get it through all the hoops and get it onto the roster, then before it is added to the roster, three of the current handguns on the roster have to disappear. So let's, let's just kind of, let me just give you, let's, let me walk you through an example. Let's just say Glock somehow figures out this technology and they say, okay, we're going to put our gen five Glock 19 on the roster because we figured out how to do this micro stamping, which again is technologically impossible to put that gen five onto the roster they'd have to take off their Gen 319 and two others, you know, their their Gen 317 and their whatever. So the idea is to... So does it have to be each manufacturer for them to put one on and take three off? Yeah, I'm not clear on that. In general. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not clear on that. That's an excellent question. Because um, what I'm understanding, it, 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 it does not uh, specify. Does not, it's okay. So, well... Maybe we could do some things here. Maybe we can get like the SIG 365 or the Walther Q, you know, PPQ or uh, the, the CZ P10, get those on and like take some high points off. <laughs> can we decide who comes off? Like, okay, high points out, uh, Bowers out, 20, Jennings 25s are out. We want to get some decent guns here, you know, and then, then we'll fight it later, but at least get some, get some decent guns on our roster. Right. But the important part is it's still even though the the micro stamping is has been made easier it's still not possible so something right. you know impossible is still impossible so no, uh, no they legislated it mike they they said so yeah. you know how this fiefdom works i mean they have they have pixie dust and little wands up there and they can do whatever they want because they said so all they have to do is legislate when kamala harris said that this exists and now it's state law she made it up out of thin air and that's just the way it is uh, up there in excremento they have absolutely no clue about what's happening in the real world or, or if they do they simply don't care they just and, they, and there's a, i think there's a couple of, i'm sorry there's a couple of important points to make on this too uh assembly member chu started out on basically the equivalent of the city council in san francisco You know, he could have been his political career could have been stopped uh, before it got this far. Now, San Francisco, maybe that's a tough sell, but we're not in San Francisco. We're in San Bernardino, Riverside, Inland Empire, you know, Southern California. There's, you know, stopping these careers on the local level prevents these these types of horrible uh, pieces of legislation being written later on. The other thing is, you're absolutely right about Kamala Harris, you know, and 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 enacting that uh, uh, the the firing uh, micro stamp micro stamping, but that was signed into law by a Republican governor. Yeah, yeah, no. so, a rhino, a rhino <laughs> True, but you know, uh, it's important for Second Amendment. I believe it's important for true Second Amendment supporters to be nonpartisan. You know, we can't just look. We can't just look at Republicans as they're all our friends. 
We can't look at Democrats as all evil. So, so let me talk about that because I'm actually not a registered Republican. When I moved last time, I had to register, and I, you know, after watching what Mitch McConnell and and John Boehner and how they'd ruined the entire two years of doing nothing in Washington, when I re-registered, uh, I didn't register as a Republican or an Independent or anything. I registered as the Tar and Feather Party, and uh, they actually gave me a registration for that. So that's that's my belief on these. So just because it's a Republican does not mean it's your friend. I mean, look at. Lindsey Graham and some of these other guys who have stabbed us in the back all the time. Um, the the Republican doesn't, the brand really doesn't mean anything. We need individuals who stand up for our rights. The problem that I'm seeing is I don't see any Democrats in California who are Second Amendment supporters. I don't think there are any. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Well, on the state level, I can't think of one. Um, on the federal level, I can't think of one. But there are some local uh, school board. On the universal level, maybe, right? Uh, different planets we haven't discovered yet. There could be one. But in, in the realm that we're dealing with, there really aren't. So we do have to have to um, have to judge each person on their own. But in saying so, the local D's are not Second Amendment friendly. And you have to vet the local R's. That's my point. You know, there's there's one more thing I'd like to bring up on this 2847 that I think is kind of a hidden pitfall of this. There's never been micro stamping that's been commercially available, but somebody like Bloomberg could finance the development of a, a single gun that would fit in a suitcase that could con- be construed as a handgun and progressively eliminate three guns at a time by changing the color on the gun. And then DOJ knocks off with whatever they want. Yeah. It's, it's a bad, bad, bad bill. Folks, Philip Naiman, join Riverside County Gun Owners, RiversideCountyGunOwners.com, and San Bernardino Gun Owners, SBGunOwners.org. Get involved. We'll be right back. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. It is Mulan Lobby Saturday. I hope you are getting involved, getting engaged, getting enraged a little bit here about this uh, shutdowns of our rights and that you're not going to just sit there and take them. Folks, joining me, I have uh, Michael Schwartz and I have Lauren Campbell of the Gun Owners of California groups, the San Bernardino County Gun Owners.org, and RiversideCountyGunOwners.com. 
So sbgunowners.org and riversidecountygunowners.com is where you want to go to get this information and get involved with these guys. I'm a member. You should be too. Member of California Rifle Pistol Association, member of the Riverside County Gun Owners Groups. We need to get involved because these are people out here fighting for your rights. As you just heard, okay, AB 2847 by Chu of... Uh, San Francisco seems to be a breeding ground up there for lunacy. But anyway, uh, he is now writing laws or attempting to write laws that you are going to have to deal with. And Michael Schwartz made a great point as we went off the air the last time that the only reason he is in the state uh, assembly is because he wasn't stopped when he was trying to get on city council. We didn't have a good farm team up there. And that's why there's so many crazy people running the state of California is that the conservatives meaning the people who want to defend our rights and defend our um, Bill of Rights, those people have been off, I don't know, raising families and, and working and building businesses and they had kind of let other people run the state and this is what we've been left with. Uh, it's the Peter Principle. You know, they, they have risen to their level of incompetence and now they're writing laws that we have to deal with. So we have a couple other things here. And and I think what Michael's point was, and I should let him make it, is how do we get politically involved at the local level and make these things go away? Michael, you want to touch on that real quick? Absolutely. So by the time they make it to Sacramento or Washington, D.C., uh, their minds are made up. You know, there's no more mulling over, well, gee, golly, you know, what, what, what do I think about this, that, or the other thing? And there's so little opportunity for you and I to talk to somebody who works in Sacramento or Washington, D.C. to try to change their minds anyway. So it's important to fund CRPA, fund NRA, fund the groups that work, you know, uh, Gun Owners of California, Firearms Policy Coalition. These groups work in Sacramento and Washington, D.C., but then after we're done writing the checks, you know, every year, every month, whatever, however you, you choose to donate, what do you do? Well, you got to get involved locally. You got to find out who is my representative at the city council level and on the school board. Right now, I'm actually working with a local school board uh, here in, in San Diego that is trying to pass one of these resolutions that basically says, you know, all gun owners are bad and guns are bad. and You know, they hurt children and they're dangerous and that sort of thing. These kinds of things pass, um, you know, without even a speed bump, unless we're involved and unless they know they being the people that serve on the boards, that there are consequences to their actions. If they have to go out into their community and be held accountable by you, you know, that's a, 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 just a small slice of some of the consequences that can happen to them. So just forming relationships, getting involved in groups and finding out who represents you and the city council, the county board, the school board is crucial to our success. Because like you said, Philip, they, there was, there's no farm team in San Francisco. There's actually a lot of places in California where there's no farm team. You know, the other side's cultivating a farm team. And now it's time for us to cultivate our farm team and, uh, you know, make sure we take this stuff over. And don't just let decisions be made without us. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, interesting story. Um, there was somebody, I'm not going to tell you who the name is, but there was an elected official who voted for a resolution to ban guns in one of the local cities. And this person wanted to run for higher office. And we brought that up and they said, well, Hey, you know, let's sit down and talk. Maybe I, I shouldn't have done that. And long story short is during the conversation, 
I, I was prepared. I had different votes. I had uh, emails and feedback and questions um, and met with this elected official. And the elected official, by the end of it, was literally in tears, was literally crying. And that's about as bad as it gets, right? When they vote for a gun ban and then they cry in a meeting. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. They're, they're, they're definitely not on our side. Uh, today, this person votes with us, calls us, contacts us, says, hey, here's what I'm thinking on this. You tell me. What, what are your thoughts? And, and that's a success story. You know, a bigger success story is getting somebody who's definitely on your side elected so they don't even have to call you to make up their mind. They already know. But, uh, you know, people can be changed. Consequences do have an effect. And it's uh, it's amazing what can be done on the local level. We can move mountains. Well, that's a very good story. I'm glad to hear it. Um, but I think it goes back to your other point is these are the people that are running the state. And they're running the state because we have allowed them to be elected. We didn't run good people. We haven't supported good people. I mean, here in, in the in the empire where I sit, the congressman here is Pistolus P.D. Aguilar. Now, he's in that position originally for 300 votes. And those 300 votes were because the Republican congressman, Gary Miller, did a very bad job of handing things off. And the Democrats sensed a, a opening and they flipped this seat. And now we're stuck with this guy for a long time with this redistricting that's happened and kind of protected his seat. It's tragic, you know, and to have somebody like that who just walks all over your Second Amendment. He was part of uh, Bloomberg's Mayors Against Guns. The only good thing he did was a gun buyback where I actually went with an FFL. We bought 16 guns. That was awesome. We should do that. But, um, you know, he didn't mean it for good, but we made we made some lemonade out of that one. But that's the kind of guy that, that gets elected and, and, and has absolutely no concern for your rights because they're on an agenda. They're on a power focused agenda. They just drive one way. You could. You could talk to this guy to his blue in the face. He will never change. He needs to be removed from office. And that's the important thing is having the right people to get elected for this. Um, let's talk about some of the lawsuits that we have uh, going on here. So Duncan versus Becerra, did you want to touch on that real quick? Either of you? Sure. It, it, that's the uh, Duncan uh, versus Becerra is the uh, lawsuit. Uh, CRPA is behind it. Uh, Duncan, she actually lives here locally in San Diego, um, and uh, they're suing to get uh, to remove the restrictions on magazines. So it was illegal. First, it was legal to own any kind of magazine. Then they made it illegal to import them. Um, it, you know, now they're recently trying to make them illegal to possess. So this is a lawsuit against that. Uh, the good news on it is that they asked for an injunction and they got the injunction. So if you own a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds, um, it is perfectly legal to uh, own it. It's legal to use it. It's legal to, you know, take it to the range, uh, et cetera. But they're still going to get their day in court, which means that uh, it could it could still go the other way. And I have a feeling there's a few, at least a few more twists and turns before this thing is totally settled. But as it stands right now, there's an injunction on the law in California that uh, makes it illegal for people to possess a magazine holding more than 10 rounds. And so, so the point is, if bad legislation gets passed, then we're at the mercy of the court. You know, um, Trump has done a great job with this Ninth Circuit, you know, Circus Court of Schlemiel's, I think as Michael Savage calls them. But they, uh, 
you can't trust them. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, it's it's like a bowl of granola, but it isn't you know fruits and nuts up there? I don't know what they are, but uh, it's they, a crapshoot. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's a crapshoot with our rights, and that's not where you want to put your rights. Is in you know, Philip, judge. And Philip, I watched the uh, the Ninth Circuit appeal uh, before the three judges. And that was at the beginning of April, and they were expecting to have a decision within two or three weeks. Um, no decision yet. And I got to tell you that it went, I think it went very favorably. And I think that they will find that um, to force the state to actually take it to the full panel of the Ninth Circuit, um, I think they will find in favor, but you know, no action for two months now. It's, uh, it's very, very expensive when you get into the lawsuits. It's not a good solution. We can't afford it to fight it all the these side. cases. Right. It costs the other side nothing. All it costs them is the ink on the paper because we provide the paper. They just make these laws up, and then we have to fight against them. Um, a couple. Well, we'll talk about this when we come back here, but we do have some good news with our local sheriffs. You know, We want to point out some of the great people that we have. Chad Bianco here in Riverside, and I've been very, very impressed with his with his CCW and his stance, I think, in a lot of the COVID-19 stuff, too. Also, uh, John McMahon, you know, I, I would love to be able to say we have a great sheriff in Los Angeles County, but I can't. So, you know, not yet. Those are some of the things we need to change. Folks, and how do we get those things changed? Well, hey, sbgunowners.org, sbgunowners.org, riversidecountygunowners.com. That's how you get involved. Join them. Get on the farm team. Get involved. Find out what's happening locally because these guys are active. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get the podcast at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. You know what else is good? Getting a CCW. That is good. And of course, if you have a CCW, you need CCW safe. So check them out at ccwsafe.org. But many people out there don't understand what is involved in CCW, uh, the ease of which, and I'm saying that, Riverside County, these guys were amazing when I went through the process. Um, hats off to Chad Bianco. Jeff Weaver was my investigator. He did a great job. I mean, well, maybe not a great job. He gave me one. But 
I'm telling you, these guys were organized. They had their stuff together, and I was very impressed with the process. So hats off to them. Um, Lauren, talk a little bit about how somebody gets a CCW in these counties. You know, it's actually very easy, and probably one of the best things to to get started is to watch one of our uh, CCW seminars that we host on Facebook uh, and via Zoom. Uh, We do those at least once a month for each county. And I think the most important thing is it's really very easy for a law-abiding citizen to get a CCW and exercise your Second Amendment right to carry. Um, the Riverside County is a little bit ahead of San Bernardino right now on processing applications. They really have not fallen behind because of COVID. Uh, San Bernardino has hit some uh, bumps in the road. Uh, they are going to start doing interviews again that were previously canceled. On June 1st, uh, they are actually working on a new program to get the qualifications done uh, for renewal applicants. Uh, it's very, very simple. You start with filling out an application on the sheriff's website. But before you do that, it's very important to just attend one of our free seminars. Um, like I said, they're once a month. You can find them on our on information on our Facebook pages, uh, sbgunowners.org or you can find it on Riverside County gun owners. Okay, so do you have them like recorded on there or is it just a live seminar? It's a live seminar. It's a live seminar because, you know, the seminar content is probably only 20 minutes and then there's almost an hour of questions. And uh, the most difficult thing about getting a CCW is constructing your good cause statement. The sheriff requires good cause in order to issue. Both counties are very liberal on what constitutes good cause, but you need to get the language correct. And the sheriff's department will actually help you if you have questions about your individual situation. The sheriff's department will help you construct your good cause statement because both of these sheriffs really believe that our communities are safer with more law-abiding citizens caring. Let me me touch on that, if I could. So I, when I submitted mine, they said, why do you want one? I said, self-defense, right? And so in, in talking with them, they said, help explain this more. So they worked with me um, so I, I could better articulate what self-defense meant and why things were necessary. Uh, and it, I know that that catches a lot of guys or gals like, oh, how do I say this? You know, I don't want to tell them I'm afraid of this or that or whatever, but they are professional and they walk you right through that. So that's a great point you make there, Lauren. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I want to correct myself on something I said. There is a recorded video on both our website. It's also on our YouTube channel and you can also find it on Facebook on how to get your San Bernardino CCW. And uh, Riverside is working on one now. So it'll be available for Riverside soon, but it's an easy, fairly close. Yeah, it's very easy and uh, it's very simple. They make it very painless. Yeah, California in general is really kind of going through like a you know a, a CCW renaissance. Um, it, you know, not in places like LA and San Francisco, um, but in most parts of California, you can get a CCW relatively easy. Well, I totally agree that the good cause requirement is ridiculous and unnecessary. Um, but in San Diego, Orange, Riverside, San Bernardino, you can get a CCW. 
Um, you know, if you pass the background check, you go through the training and you word that stupid good cause statement correctly, you can get a CCW. And there are more people that have a CCW today, especially in Southern California. Orange went from 900 to like 15,000. San Diego went from 1,100 to we're over 4,000, closing in on 5,000 now. Um, and that that didn't just happen. That happened through activism. It happened through, um, you know, uh, advocacy. And uh, it's really important, but, it's, but it is happening and it's getting better every day. And the important part about having a large, and again, San Diego County, 5,000 people caring. That's not exactly a huge number compared to how many people are in San Bernardino County. I don't know what the numbers are for Riverside County. Lauren, do you happen to know that? Yeah, we've got 10,500 out of 2.1 million. And Sheriff McMahon, is the, that was my first conversation with him, is that sounds like a big number, but it's a really small number when you look at it as a percentage of the population. So over 2 million people and 10,000 FCCWs. Right. I think Gavin Newsom has released more than 10,000 felons in San Bernardino in the last couple of years. So, you know, hey, we need to we need to up the numbers on this. It's an important thing that you get your CCW, you learn how to use the weapon. You know, one of the other things, we do a lot of shooting matches out here. West End has them, Prado, Rahagis, these guys have great, great uh, IDPA style matches. And what's, what's amazing about that is you get to practice with your concealed carry gun from concealed positions. You know, that's the important thing is not only do you have it, but are you competent with it? Because if you have to use this thing in defense of your life or another person's life, you want to make sure that it's used correctly. Like that gentleman out there in the, at the In-N-Out Burger in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Somebody, somebody chose a gunfight with a defensive firearm instructor. It didn't go real well for him. You know, one of the things I like to touch on is, you know, with all these new gun buyers that have come into the market, uh, there's a huge number of people that have never owned a firearm, and those are potential converts to our cause. And, Michael, do you want to talk a little bit about the the What the Gun program that we're launching? Yeah, we're doing it's, it. It's, uh, it, we're going to roll it out here in, in just a couple of weeks. We'll recall, we named it hashtag What the Gun, and it's going to be a map of your county with uh, ranges, classes, that sort of thing. Um, you know, little, little red dots on, on where they're located. You can hover over it with your mouse and it'll give you information. And then if you click on it, it'll show you, uh, exactly what classes, uh, a course description, cost. We're going to talk about the instructor and provide people information. Now, what does that do? You know, you can get that information off the internet. Why is it important to have it all in one, one, in one place? Well, what it does is it enables you, the activist, to, Find that coworker or family member or friend or neighbor who just bought a gun for the first time, you know, and they're all proud and happy and, and, uh, you know, that's great. But now it enables you to take that person by the hand, show them those resources and get them to one of those classes. So it's not going to list every advanced or intermediate class or anything like that. It's just going to list the beginner class and the goal of, of you, the activist is to get people into those classes. Um, you're using this as an introductory tool for them. Like, Hey, here's what you have. So yeah, exactly. it's not showing who owned, who just bought a gun. It's these are people who've been qualified to teach and here's the resources available. Get on this site and bada bing. Here you go. Exactly. Pay what for the professional instruction. 
Exactly. You've bought the gun. Now what? Yeah, and we thought one of the options, everybody wants to reach out to new gun owners, but there are two problems. One is there a lot of our members are instructors, so we don't want to take away their business. And the other problem is how do we get outside of our bubble? So if we just put up an introductory video and put it up on our Facebook page or on our website, I don't think a lot of new gun owners would find it. And if they did, I don't know if they would be uh, driven to go take a professional class. So we decided, hey, let's put this, let's get all these resources in one website. Let's uh, uh, empower our, our uh, um, activists and let's you know get to work spreading the good word. Very good. That's, uh, see, and that's the forward kind of thinking that we need because oftentimes, I'm just going to say this, the Second Amendment crowd doesn't play well with each other. Um, they like to form circular firing squads. Uh, if you want to have a lifelong debate with somebody that ends up with uh, hate-filled hate terms, say nine millimeters better than 45, right there, boom. Uh, 45 is better than nine millimeters. Now you've got two groups warring in a Facebook war for the rest of our lives. It's ridiculous. We need to understand that there's some goals here, and the goals are we need to protect our Second Amendment. There's room for everybody at the table. Grab an oar, get in the canoe, and row row forward. We're just, we're going to get there, but you got to get in the fight. You have to get involved. You've got to join RiversideCountyGunOwners.com, SBGunOwners.org. You have to get involved, guys, gals, ladies, everybody involved. You need to get involved. If you're sitting around here on your couch for the last eight weeks doing nothing, well, that's it. You know, now it's time to get up, get involved, enjoy the summer, enjoy our freedoms, protect them, because that is your job as the citizen in this country. That's what our responsibility. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time, and uh, thank you for all you do. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.